Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Context Machine. This is episode 605. I'm Brian Chaffin. And I'm Jeff Gamut, and I cannot wait to see if uh, if our uh, uh, production team is actually recording the show today. Uh, in huh. the meantime, check us out on contextmachine.io. Yeah, right. There, that's our not new site that we keep calling new, uh, but we'd appreciate it if you'd uh, uh, check it out. Uh, you can also use that site to reach out to us, or you can find us on post.news and on Mastodon. And on Mastodon, yeah. At Context Machine. Yeah. At Brian, I'm so happy Machine. to see you today. I am. Uh, I can't actually see you, but 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 sure. Happy to yeah, hear you. Well, well, once we take that black uh, uh, sack off your head, <laughs> then you'll be able to see me again. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I was, the, the things are things are now coming into clarity. Speak. I, you know, yeah. that's actually a fine segue to uh, topic number one. <laughs> uh, actually, yes, it is. Uh, Which is uh, slow horses. Uh, the Apple TV Plus series, and mm-hmm. I think that we both. I, I I really like it. I think you like it too. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big fan. Gary Oldman is um brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. He is just a brilliant. So what it, it, the thing we're actually going to talk about is is the fact that I've been reading the books. And uh Jeff asked me when we were when we were chit-chatting pre-show, he asked me if he should read the books and I said, "You know, like let's talk about it on the show." So, here's the mm-hmm. interesting thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. No, there are lots of interesting things, but Gary Oldman is so picture perfect for this for for the part as written in the books. Really, he, he is okay. That's cool. He is playing. Um, he um, he he uh, hues he he hues closely to the character as created by. Oh goodness, what's the author's name? Um, Mike, Mike, Mick Heron, Mick Heron. Thank you. Right. He is like when, when I, when I read the books, I just finished the third book last night, which is uh real tigers. And the third season of slow horses is going to be based on the books. And by the way, I, I won't be, I'll be very carefully not doing any spoilers. Um, thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to spoil anybody's, um, well, and, and you certainly don't want to spoil it for me because you know you will never hear the end of it. I know, right? And then when the because when the dinosaur comes flying out of the sky, oh, sorry, <sighs> that's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the 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 when I read the books, I see Gary Oldman. And not just, I mean, it's, it, I, it, it's like the script writers lifted him from the pages of the book, which is not necessarily the case with the other, with the other characters. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. like, you know, this is Gary Oldman is channeling this guy so brilliantly. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's, it is absolutely delight. But here's the thing, the books, the show varies from the books. That totally makes sense. Okay. 
Now, here's the thing. You have heard, I, our listeners, some of our listeners may have heard me rant about change, changing books, changing, you know, making changes in TV shows from Wait, books. Seriously? Yeah. You That's definitely. That bothers you? Yes, it is. And you have listened to unending rants from me about some shows making some changes from from their originating books. The, uh, yeah, Brian speaks the truth. Okay. I, I have heard. I, I, I've been basically a therapy wall for Brian for some of these things. <laughs> yes, but here's the thing: I've been pretty consistent. If the change is going to make the show better or the movie better as a movie or a show, that doesn't bother me. And also for me, and this is super subjective, obviously, but for me, the more. Mm, beloved the book, the more important the book, I think the less you should mess with it unless it makes the show or TV, uh, the movie or TV show better. That Okay. All right. That's, I, I, and I feel pretty strongly about that. Well, I don't think the Slow Horses books series, they're very, very good and I'm enjoying the crap out of them. I don't think that they're important on the same level as, say, the Game of Thrones or the Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah, they're just they're they're just not. Um, just like like I, uh, like I'm shocked to hear you say that. One of my one of my uh, examples is the uh, Robert Ludlum book, The Holcroft Covenant. Okay, seventies thriller, like 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 um, um, uh, Ludlum definitely built on you know the shoulders of say Ian Fleming, mm-hmm. and then Tom Clancy kind of notch ratcheted everything up multiple steps with with his books right B- building on the shoulders of Robert Ludlum in my opinion and mm-hmm. um uh the Holcroft Co- Covenant was was a 70s book uh I really enjoyed it there's a movie starring Michael Caine where they basically write out the first half of the book in the first 5 minutes of the movie and wow okay and they turn they turn two female characters into one one of whom was the lead character's sister but by the way spoiler alert for the whole croft covenant <laughs> this movie was made in the 70s oh um, my god i can't believe you you spoiled it for people that early i know right i mean yeah so one of the characters was the the lead character's sister and the other one was a love interest and they just went ahead and combined those characters <laughs> In the movie. But you know what? Okay. It's the Holcroft Covenant. It's fine. Well, as long as they didn't present the character as this is my sister and love interest. No, 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 no. They basically unsistered her and, but, but definitely combined the two characters. Uh, And, and so anyway, like these radical changes from the book. And again, it's the Holcroft Covenant. It's not the Lord of the Rings. It's not. It's not the Game of Thrones. It's not uh, uh, Hyperion, um, uh, one of my favorite sci-fi books. So uh, the Expanse, not the I don't know. Expanse is on the have level you read of, those any other ones? of the books in the series. Mm, yeah, the first one. I've read almost the entire series. You think it's at the level of of Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings in importance? Um. For modern sci-fi, I think it's incredibly important. 
Okay. I wouldn't, uh, I mean, if, if I, if I had to put it head to head with, um, with Lord of the Rings, no. Um, but if I separate them out into genres, I, I think they're both very, very important properties in those okay. spaces. I am very comfortable with you being wrong on this. Well, it is completely I'm okay. Very comfortable with letting you think that I'm wrong because <laughs> I know it helps you feel better. Uh, superior. Uh, I think the word you're looking general. for is superior. Superior. <laughs> That's what I was trying to guess. Yes. Okay. All right. Back to semi seriousness. Um, Slow Horses is really, really good. I'm compl- personally completely okay with the changes. And here's the thing the changes in the TV show, I think, make for a better TV show. You know, I, I'm going to take us on a parallel track for just a, a moment, if you don't mind. And if you do mind, well, we're still going on a parallel track for a moment. Um, it just might be a little more tense. So I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting that. Neither was it. <laughs> oh, anyhow. Okay. So I've been watching um, The Last of Us on HBO. And it's based on the video game of the same name, which I have never played. Um, what One of the things I'm enjoying about the, the series, by the way, it's really good. If you're not watching it, you should really check it out. Um, at the end of each episode, they do a behind-the-scenes thing where they talk with the writers and producers and actors. And one of the things that they do in each episode... In, in that end bit is say, so this is where we deviated from the, uh, the story in, uh, in the game. And this is why that's and, great. Yeah. And, you know, and like in one case they, they did it because they felt like there's this great opportunity to really uh, explore these other characters in the, in the, from the game that in the game, they're just like, there and now they become part of this world in a in a really interesting and compelling way and yeah so anyhow i am with you if there's a good reason for changing it then uh then do it so i started okay now we can go back to to the other to, track. to the to the thing i was talking about i the important thing <laughs> right okay good oh, excellent tense uh there is one thing about so i started the show with a super fan of the games, the, uh, the game series, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's one thing I wish they had deviated. And there is a moment, I, I don't consider this a spoiler. Play. You judge whether or not this is a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. But there is a moment where two characters are separated by a burning car. And one character says, you going without me. <laughs> I'll catch up later. Like, have you considered maybe just stepping around the burning car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to consider that a spoiler. <laughs> that, that I mean, uh. like, I just started laughing when that when that happened, and the, the person that I was uh, my buddy that I was watching the show with, who's again super fan of the game, uh, said that uh, he had noticed he, he had had the same reaction when that exact scene played out in the game. I wish they had very, and all you have to do is just make it so that the car actually separates them because, you know, like it's blocking off something, but like, just step, dude, step around the car, man. And I've been, I've been like making fun of it. Like I'll put like, I've got 
I've got this round drum table that's, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, 18, 20 inches across. Okay. And and then uh, my buddy will be sitting on the couch, and I'll stand on the other side of the drum table. And it's like, I can't reach you, but I'll catch up to you later. <laughs> I, I, I'm, holding, uh, I'm, holding a, I'm holding a gun across my chest. We are so petty. <laughs> Otherwise, I am very much enjoying the show so far. I haven't seen those uh, those uh, uh, the the behind the scenes stuff. I'm I'm actually very much looking forward to it, and I love them explaining. I love the idea at the very least of them explaining not only that this is where we we uh, uh, varied, but why. That's that's great. So yeah, I. I'm finding it very interesting. Back to Slow Horses. Books are really fun. Um, the the shows differ. Like it's 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 more like it's more like how they sort of like uh, uh, mostly it's 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 complexities about about the plot, and in some cases they actually make some, some things more complex, and some things sometimes they make stuff a little bit less complex. Mm-hmm. And they do so in ways that I think make the the make the show better. Now. I would like to point out that I watched the sh- the two seasons before I read a book. So it's possible okay. I would have had my panties in a bunch if I had read the books first, but I, d- I don't think so. I don't think so. The changes they made make, make a lot of sense to me. Uh, the books I think are really, really good. There are currently eight of them. I don't, I haven't done any research to know if the series is finished. Uh, I am hoping we get eight seasons of uh, of the TV show. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I I would love that. No, right? Slow horses, good show, good books. They're available on Apple Books. They're available. Uh, the show is an Apple TV Plus show. Uh, I definitely recommend both. I think that Jeff, you recommend the show. Oh, absolutely! I really, really like. Slow Horses. Excellent series. Awesome. Uh, All right. Uh, Our other topic, man. Um, There was this thing that happened that that just gave me flashbacks. Like, uh huh. Do tell. I'm hearing the the. uh, What am I hearing there? Uh, That's someone's car alarm. Excellent. yeah. Um yeah, it's it's warm enough here everyone that uh that on my side of the studio I actually opened the window and uh, uh, I was just worried that it was like an alarm telling you to evacuate. That's the only reason I uh, uh if it was I wouldn't have been here <laughs> oh, to hear you. Oh, I see you didn't need my permission. I, okay, all right. Let me hold on. Let me make some notes here. Doesn't need me to let him know that he can. Okay, got it. It'd been funny though. I mean, you, you sitting there, Jeff. Is is that uh, uh, an alarm? Do we need to be worried, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, did, did I tell you about the guy that broke into my uh, garage? You did. He. Uh, so, folks, the the short version is this: caught a guy in my garage at three in the morning when I had taken my dog around the block, and when he came out. He's a young guy. He's looking at me and he goes, uh, my bad. <laughs> and, he, and he kept saying that. And it just set down this. Okay. The part that makes it even funnier for me at first, it's, it's not funny that someone was in your garage. Stealing or things. that someone felt the need to do that. I, 
Uh, right. I, I'm, I'm very uh, cognizant of the fact that 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 probably happened for a reason from his stand, st- vantage point. But go ahead. Yes, but he sees you. And he says, my bad, and puts down the bag of stuff that he was stealing from you. Yes. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what a teddy bear I am. No, and, and that's okay. When you're in a situation like that, it's better that uh, they feel intimidated, and then maybe they leave, and yeah, there's no which, confrontation, and you, you get did. your stuff, and no one's hurt. What you, what you did. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, let's see. There's a thing that has happened many times. I felt very triggered when I, when I read it, it was a headline arguing. I didn't even read the article because I've read a million of them. And the Mm -hmm. headline argued that Apple is falling behind in self-driving cars and AI. And, and, and I, I just, you know, in the, to be fair, Brian, they're also falling behind in slow cookers and toaster ovens. As far as we know, that's true. Yeah. And 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 the 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 reason why this triggers me so much is that, I mean, it's like I, I've mentioned this a million times in various podcasts. I've mentioned it in writing uh, columns about Apple over the years. Uh, the there there was an analyst who downgraded Apple because Apple had not articulated a strategy for competing against netbooks that didn't also cannibalize MacBook sales. Yeah. And which is, which is so it's not just stupid in hindsight. It was stupid at the time. It's, it is bad reasoning. It's, it is bad reasoning. Like, like Apple constantly gets underestimated by folks who, who aren't privy to what Apple is doing and therefore presume that Apple is either doing nothing or is sucking at the doing. And even though it happens mm-hmm. again and again and again and again and again, uh, no one seems willing to learn from uh, the past that Apple keeps play, keeps its cards close to its vest until it's ready to do something. Yes. And, uh, and Apple has a long track record of letting other companies go to market first. And then they watch and see what works and doesn't. And they uh, they refine their products. And when they release whatever it is that they're going to put out into the market, it tends to be markedly better than what the competition had. And, uh, and then suddenly they're not behind anymore. Right. There's suddenly the market leaders and everybody is playing catch up. Now there is an excellent example that is the proof in the pudding and that's TVs. Mm-hmm. Right. Gene, Gene. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking about the TVs. Yeah. Please continue. Gene Munster said for years that Apple was working on a TV and Apple never announced the TV. And then there would be leaks coming out of uh, Taiwan in particular. And uh, sometimes, uh, usually Taiwan, uh, with from like you know, um, oh, what's it? What is that one site? The one site that that always got bagged Digi on. Times? Yeah, did, right. That unfairly got maligned all the time for being wrong. When in fact they got better and better and better about being right. I always said about Digitimes that um, that their leaks were 
almost always proved to be accurate. It's the conclusion that their writers came up with based on their leaks that was usually that was often wrong. Mm-hmm. But even that got yeah. better over time. Okay. So with that in mind, we had all these leaks about, you know, Apple, like, you know, testing TVs or, or you know, like Apple is doing this or Apple is doing that in the TV space. And G-Munster was saying that Apple is, is working on a TV and Apple never announced the TV. And then a few years later, we found out that, yes, Apple had been working on a TV. They didn't bring it to market because they decided they couldn't control enough technology to be able to maintain their lead. All right. Well, that's a good reason for Apple not to bring the product to market. Right. And it is the proof in the pudding that we don't necessarily know what Apple is doing, but if they bring it to market, it's probably going to be good. And if they can't bring it to market with uh, and be ahead, or I think uh, it, and I guess we don't know if this is still true, but Apple used to want to be able to control at least two aspects of a product in order to keep the competition from simply being able to just copy them. Well, I, I think that's still true. I mean, look, look it's at probably their, still true. Oh, oh no, it's absolutely true. Look at what they're doing with, uh, with Apple Silicon. Yeah. That is all about having complete control. Right. And to be fair, they tried for years to get Intel to care about what they cared about, which was low power consumption and, and uh, processing power. And Intel said, eh, eh, we don't, eh, we don't need to, we're, we're not, we're not really worried about that. And then so Apple said, okay, fine, we'll do it ourselves. And now and, they, now they control it. And yeah, now they control it. And we, we have heard reports that Apple is working on their own chips for, uh, for like Wi-Fi, and, um, and I believe modems. they are. Uh, yeah, modems. <laughs> And yeah, which may may or may not still happen. Um, it'll probably happen. Just uh, I think the reports that it'll that we'll see Apple's own modem chips in the in the iPhone 15 are probably wrong. I think it's a little bit farther out than that. But Apple wants to control every part, and uh, and one of the best ways they can do that is to take control of the chips, which which historically has been a problem for them, meaning that they have to rely on other chip makers and it ends up being an issue. Right. So that brings us back to the cars and the, uh, the AI stuff that this article on Seeking Alpha was talking about. Now, again, I didn't read the article. Uh, I kind of didn't care what the I guy had to say. I have a hypothesis. Go ahead. I'm going to bet the article was uh, was triggered by the fact that we have ChatGPT and Bard, and with with both of those things being out there now, they're they're looking at that and saying, "Oh, well, look, Apple doesn't have uh, Super Siri, so uh, they're clearly falling behind in AI." Yeah, probably that that may well have been what triggered it. Uh, and of course, Apple has yet to announce a car. Apple has yet to officially announce that they're even making a car. However, we have incontrovertible proof that they have been working on a car. It is enti- It is always possible that Apple will never release a car. 
that Apple will yeah. get to that point where they decide they either can't do it well enough or they can't control the necessary technologies or components closely enough to keep folks from copying them. That is 100% still possible. Same thing is true with VR and AR glasses or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that Apple's going to do. But we do know that Apple's working on it. And we also know very strongly because Apple does have products here that Apple is working on AI and Apple has said very uh, specifically going back several years that their focus has been on having Siri be able to understand us so that we, we, we don't have to train ourselves to work with Siri. Right. And, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is one of the points where, where when I'm talking with people about the, the various voice assistants, they they tell me, well, the A lady is better than the S lady, and uh, and they say it's because it's more reliable. And okay, sure, there there are aspects where yeah, that's kind of the case. However, for all the bagging I do on S lady. With the A lady, it's about training us to say the things that will trigger what the A lady is supposed to do. Yes. It's not about that platform learning what we say and how we say it and then making that stuff happen. Yeah, with with uh, the A lady and uh, um, to and a much G lady and to a much less extent, <laughs> but still the G lady. Can we call that the okay? Uh, no, I'm not gonna. Not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, you'd end up uh, t- sending me a message later on saying you actually did edit that out. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, um, with the A lady and the G lady, you're de- it's 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 rote responses. The 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 voice assistants are being triggered. They're not responding. They're not they're not responding. And Apple's responses are in fact lesser but it's but there's just something that's fundamentally better to me in in apple's approach at least for the long term now mm-hmm. go, were you gonna say something oh yes um yeah i i have a uh, hope for the long term for apple's voice platform and uh, and ai efforts um, where it stands today, if someone were to come up to me and say, um, all things being equal, here are the parameters that I want, and they're just telling me I want to be able to say the thing to the thing, and it just does it, uh, I would tell them, go get an Echo and use the A-Lady. Um, and, uh, and yes, you're being trained on what to say to make it work, but it's actually going to do it. Whereas with the S-Lady... We're on this roller coaster where we have this kind of dysfunctional relationship <laughs> with uh, with a voice platform that sometimes works, and we get a software update, and then something breaks. And, uh, and uh, like for example, right now we're on what is it? Uh, HomePod OS sixteen point three, iOS sixteen point three. Is that correct? Yep. And uh, or, or maybe sixteen three one. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Where we are right now, there are some uh, fundamental elements of how voice control is working that uh, that will work, but are also kind of broken, and it's very frustrating. Um, so, 
Yeah, there's a long way to go. All right. Actually, as I'm saying this, here's the real problem that I have. This is why I'm so frustrated with the S lady right now. And it's because I know what, well, I believe I know what Apple is capable of. And it is so much more than we have today. And I want that now. I don't want to wait five or 10 years for it. I just want it now. Now, To be fair to Apple critics in this regard, it is possible that Apple will fail at their goal here of having privacy, right? Mm -hmm. Using differential learning to, to help uh, keep our, our stuff private by uh, they will fail in their efforts of keeping our local data on our local devices protected and encrypted that they will fail at, at being able to make that usable, that they will fail in being able to make um, um, uh, the S lady uh, be able to understand natural language in a way that truly makes it natural to communicate with her. It is mm-hmm. possible that they will fail, like that, that not having a search engine is going to mean that they will perpetually be behind uh, in, in terms of, of, of what, the S lady can understand and then seek out it. These things are possible. However, what we have is a long track record of Apple. When they do something that it works, uh, Apple maps would be the, the, the big exception that proves that rule. Well, Apple maps works now. It does now. It eventually worked, but it was one of the, it's one of the things that when it was released, it was very problematic and then got better. Yes. Okay. And while people really, really bag on Apple for that, this is exactly what Microsoft does. They release something and it may not be very good. In fact, it may be kind of crap, but they will keep hammering away relentlessly and they will improve and improve and improve. And and eventually that thing that was hot garbage in the beginning uh, can turn into a uh, a really good and useful product. Yeah, I saw uh, another headline. Again, didn't read the story, but another headline uh, about Satya Nadella uh, or someone at Microsoft. I thought it was Satya, who's the CEO of Microsoft, um, crediting a bad 2016 rollout of uh, of a- an AI chat feature that led to Chat GPT. Um, that uh, the, the crediting that for being where they are today, which is actually ahead of Google. Speaking uh, to your point. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you remember Apple's knowledge navigator video? Uh, I do. It's been a very long time since I watched it, but yes. Okay. I'll make sure there's a link to it in the show notes. Excellent. Um, and uh, I bring this up because what I hope is that all of these companies that are working really hard on bringing us uh, uh, the next level of AI for interaction with humans have this video played on a regular basis? Because to me, that's like the, the standard we should all, we meaning all these companies, should be shooting for. Because you want something that's that can't, that can learn and react and uh, and then anticipate and then communicate with you in a way that feels very natural and very human. And that's that's what we see in the knowledge navigator 
video. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, back in the in the late eighties, uh, Apple nineties. Uh, I think it was before the nineties, early nineties. I'm going to look it up. Like you keep describing, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so um, uh, Apple made this uh, kind of proof of concept video where uh, this guy huh. walks into his office. Eighty-seven, and man. This, dude, dude, I'm, I'm I so sorry. Apologies. Yes, absolutely. My my humble, actually humble apologies. I was convinced that was a '90s product. Please go ahead. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, I'd say I'm speechless, but but. I, I'm really good at continuing to talk, but wow. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, this guy walks into his office and here's this sort of like tablet thing sitting on his desk, sort of like an iPad, and it talks to him like an actual person and it's his assistant. And uh, and this device tells him about his schedule for the day and interacts with him in a natural language way. Uh, uh, helps him uh, or, or like reads his messages to him, helps him reply to them, sets up appointments and uh, starts like a video chat with someone else. And it's this whole thing where it's that personal assistant that's just there and is smart enough to be able to interact with you and be helpful and anticipate what you're doing. This this is this is a video all of these companies should be watching on a regular basis. And this was a uh, this was a John Scully uh, led effort uh, after uh, Steve Jobs uh, left, mm-hmm. was forced out of his of his power position, and then chose to leave uh, Apple. Uh, and then it was one of the first things. It, it, it led to the Newton. The knowledge navigator led to the Newton, and then that was one of the very first things that Steve killed when he came back. Yeah, and the irony is that uh, there were elements from Newton OS that carried over into uh, Mac OS X and iOS and iPad OS. Yeah, do you remember Inkwell? Yeah. Inkwell was going to be the thing that could actually read our handwriting that came, essentially came from Newton was added, was announced for... Not essentially. It did come it, from, it, from the Newton. You were correct. I'm sorry. Came from Newton. <laughs> Inkwell came from Newton technology, was added to Mac OS, you know, I think it was during a keynote, and then nothing. You know, I played with Inkwell a lot. Okay, part of the problem was for Inkwell to really work for people, and in many cases, to even get it to show up as a, as a thing they could use, yeah, you had to have a graphics tablet connected to your computer. Right. And, uh, and you wouldn't even see the preference pane for it if you didn't have a, a graphics tablet. I did. And so I learned how to use it. And there would be times where I would be working at my desk and I would be carrying on conversations in, in at the time, iChat. And instead of typing to people, I was writing. Wow. And I was getting converted into tech. You and I have had conversations where that was a thing. You and you didn't even know that I wasn't typing. Slut. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Not, uh, not slut shaming you. There, there's nothing wrong with being a slut. And, uh, and whatever term you choose to use to describe who you are, Good for you. Absolutely. I'm proud of you for being you. 100%. Um, yeah, I think there were times where I, I would send you like 
uh, a quick drawing of something, um, you know, like here, here's an idea for a graphic or whatever. And uh, I was actually drawing it on my tablet. Why did you never mention that you were sending that to me by via Inkwell? I, you and I have talked about Inkwell before and we've, and we've lamented how Apple seemingly like seemingly did never do anything with it. You know, um, I'm sure that uh, back when uh, when I worked for Mac Observer, I wrote something about doing that. It's very possible that that in whatever I wrote, I said that I was sending you stuff um, that I was uh, doing with Inkwell. Hmm. But yeah, uh, eventually that kind of became not a thing for me. And sure. uh, but the uh, the that still carried on. Uh, I don't, it's, it's probably not that same code anymore, but you can write on your iPad screen with an Apple pencil. Oh, I'm sure it's the same code. I mean, it's, it's based on the same code. There's, there's, there's no way that Apple isn't still using some aspect of that. Yeah. Very likely. Y- you know, when you would uh, pull an icon out of your dock to get rid of it mm-hmm. on your Mac mm-hmm. and you get the little cloud poof and it goes away. Mm hmm. That was code and graphics from Newton OS. Hmm. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we got a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit off track. The, uh, the fact that Apple is still working on AI stuff to me says that what they're working on, Apple believes will do what will do what they want. And yes, chat GPT is impressive. Yes, Bard yeah. was was like I don't know what the heck Google was thinking. I, that was that was one of the biggest stumbles I think that Google has has ever made with its Bard. You demo. Know, the it, it was uh, certainly an egg on the face moment for them, a very big egg, which uh, right now with uh, with limited availability of eggs, you don't want that on your face. You really, really, um, really don't. No. It's expensive. You know, I, I think in that case, Google should have taken a page from Apple's playbook and just not done anything. I mean, we we have known, it's been no secret that Google has been working on some really advanced AI technology. I mean, there's a a news thing, was it last year, about the guy that uh, was working on Google AI technology, and he genuinely believed that he was working with technology that had attained sentience. Yeah, I don't... Now, now, okay, He's wrong. He was wrong, absolutely. But the point is that Google is working on some incredibly advanced AI technology. They did not need to do a reactionary thing to uh, to OpenAI's ChatGPT and yeah. say, "Yeah, but look what we're doing." It is okay they could for have played it like Apple and just been like, "Yeah, isn't that cute?" It is okay for for OpenAI and Microsoft, who is using OpenAI's ChatGPT to have leapfrogged and be ahead right now. It, that's okay. You don't, you don't need to react to it. At least I, it turns yeah. out they didn't I, ask either one of us. We don't know if they really did leapfrog what Google's doing. What we know is that Google rushed a demo and it, 
and <laughs> it included wrong information. Here's the thing. ChatGPT gives you wrong information all the time. ChatGPT is a pathological liar. It, it is digital mansplaining to the extreme, and it, it will tell you anything, but it will say it with confidence. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I, I, by the way, uh, for the record, do you, you know, like, like, do you remember that one of my things about drugs and, and one of the reasons why I initially made the decision when I was younger to, to not, um, partake in recreational drugs was there, there are numerous reasons. One of those reasons is that as I was, growing up and I was really, really into music and I would read all these stories about these musician heroes that I have. And I would so often come across stories, anecdotes, tales, whatever of reports, even uh, of, of the, 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 that would credit both the, 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 the triumphs and, and, and failures of musicians or artists on drugs. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they did their best work when they were you know uh, in this this heavy this heavy period of drug use, et cetera. And I didn't want. And by the way, if you feel differently about this, that's uh, I mean, like, and I'm completely okay with anyone who thinks that I'm Looney Tunes about this and who who feels differently about their own choices. I, I'm not I'm not talking about casting judgment. I just want to be responsible for my own triumphs and failures. I don't want people. Saying that, like, if you know, I, 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 that I wrote a good song, or I recorded a good song, or I, I, I wrote a good book, or I didn't write a good book, that it was because of drugs. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's that's fair and reasonable. So in the same regards, I am not really touching Chat GPT because I don't want anyone to turn around and say that I wrote a good story because I had help from an AI. Uh, I, I will very openly uh, say that I have experimented with ChatGPT. However, I have not used anything that I've generated through ChatGPT in anything that I have written for any of my clients. For me, it's about feeling the need to understand the technology and to see what it what it's capable of and what it's not capable of. So, uh, yeah, I I have absolutely played with chat GPT. I have a, I have an account and I find it to be absolutely fascinating. And at the same time, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, did I tell you I had it right? Uh, uh, personal bio for me. Uh, no, how'd it go? <laughs> it sounds completely plausible and it's also, uh, surprisingly wrong. Um, hold on. I'm, I am going to, um, share this with you um, because, you know, while I'm sitting here and copying and pasting something that is compelling for an audio show. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, so, so when you look at this bio that ChatGPT wrote for me, mm. it's, it, I mean, it sounds good and mm. it sounds plausible. It's, I mean, it's, th- there's enough that's right in there, barely, to make it seem like this could be correct. And, uh, and if you didn't oh, know. That's interesting. Are you going to include that in the show notes? You should include the, the entirety. 
Oh yeah, sure. I'll include, include the whole show. thing in the show notes. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, interesting. All right, so the, you, it, the it, when you include it, include a like point, point out what's not right about it. Um, so that people understand, I mean, like people who don't already know you. Okay, yeah, can understand. I, so for those of you that are listening right now, the most of what it includes about my my work history you know, like the specifics about my work history as a journalist in the apple community is wrong it uh i mean yes well the words are correct the, it's the facts well, that are wrong <laughs> yeah i mean like managing it or the mac observer that's correct but you're not currently yeah, not currently. And then the other the other job positions that it says I held at the Mac Observer, first don't exist, and second, I didn't have. I never wrote for Macworld ever. I missed that part. Oh yeah, look at that. Contributing editor for, for Macworld. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it really it 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 skates in and out of, of accuracy. It 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 borrows it borrows from accurate words to oh, it's like early digitimes. It's, <laughs> it's drawing. It's the 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 source material is probably right. The conclusions the Jet GPT reached about you are wrong. Yeah, and then um, the 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 end. You can decide for yourself if it's uh, if it's accurate or not. Uh, the the ending says Gamut is well known for his expertise on Apple and its products, and has a reputation providing in depth and accurate reporting on the company and the technology industry. That's so that's accurate. It's very awkwardly worded, but it's accurate. That's probably one yeah, of the it, most accurate things in the in the piece. So, um, no? yes. Well, well, then, thank you. Well, that's are seriously that's entirely correct. It's very poorly worded. It's poorly written, but it's correct. It it reads to me like so many of the bios I've read about people uh, that are speaking at conferences. Yes, it does very much so. I yeah, agree, I agree with that. So, anyhow, yes. I, I have definitely been playing with ChatGPT. Um, content that it generates, uh, I, w- I will not use in uh, anything that, that I'm actually writing. That is entirely fair. I get it. Uh, I'm going to take that a step further personally. I'm, at least at this point, I'm going to take a step further. And um, um, I'm not even going to go to it because I don't want to be... I don't want anyone to have any ammunition. Oh, I, wait, I did actually, I wrote a, uh, for an, an AI art NFT project where I know the, 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 the creator of that project. And she had asked me to, uh, to use chat GPT to write a fairy tale about one of the characters in her AI art series that I had, that I'd bought. Okay. And, uh, I did that. So I did use it to make, um, um, to, 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 to make that fairy tale. And that was very specifically like that's in, that's, that's all I'm going to do because I don't want anybody to be able to, 
to to say, oh, you know, if my if my book is good, if anyone ever ends up reading my book and they decide it's good, I don't want them deciding it's because of uh, an AI. All right, that's fair. So, all right, uh, back to Apple and AI and cars. The fact that I, I my very strong feeling is that the fact that Apple is still working on a car means they believe that they're going to be able to do something special or at the very uh, least competitive. Um, I, I think that you don't need to roll it back to at least competitive. I think it's safe to, to just say something special. Uh, Apple executives have said on more than one occasion, and Tim Cook is one of the executives that, that have said this, that Apple isn't going to go into any market where they can't do something that they feel is, uh, wait, unless they, they can do something that is meaningfully better, they can bring something better to the market than any of the competition, they're not going to do it. Right. And to me, Apple has the track record to back that up. So anyone saying, like, it is one thing to argue, you know, the industry, whatever industry, VR, AR, uh, cars, self-driving cars, electric cars, Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, uh, car, in-car software control systems. Let's let's say that you know, like Apple just eventually has software that it's going to sell to you know other car makers instead sort of releasing of like its CarPlay own car. two, right? CarPlay two that actually maybe runs your whole car or something to that effect. Whatever industry you want to hone in on that Apple is not already competing, and you want to argue that the the rest of the industry is advancing at a very brisk clip, and that. Apple maybe runs the risk of being left behind in terms of market perception or that other, even that's a, even that's a pretty sketchy argument because, you know, I remember hearing about how uh, Apple was way late to the smartphone business. (laughs) Yeah. How'd that work out? And way late to the tablet business and way late to the netbook business. And, you know, Apple destroyed the netbook industry with the iPad. Destroyed it. Just destroyed the netbook. Netbooks are a thing where Many of the people listening just now had to go, netbooks, netbooks? Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, um, my guess is that is that most of our listeners that have kids in school, they're not saying netbooks. What's that? Because they know exactly what they are. That's what their schools are, are buying and giving to the kids to use. Uh, still? Oh, yeah. Oh, still? Oh, yeah. Still? You can go ahead and live in denial on that one. I think that but, uh, I think that Surface, I think that Surface and uh, Surface and iPad have have largely taken over the and and Chromebooks and Chromebooks well, Chromebooks Chromebooks aren't netbooks. Yeah. Um, Chromebooks are an evolution of netbooks. Yeah, um, I think so, they're I right. think they're so substantially be- better than than the the. the the crappy netbooks that were netbooks back when netbooks were netbooks. Okay, well that that's fair. So um, <laughs> okay, conv- yeah. convoluted, but fair. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, all right. So so netbooks and their evolution into Chromebooks. That's what's used in schools. It, it's not Surface. It's not iPad. Unless it's a it's, it's Chromebook, a, Surface, and iPad. 
and probably in that order. Yeah. All right. Um, it's Chromebooks and, uh, and then distant second and third surface and iPad. I I accept your apology. So I, (laughs) I, I tolerate your stretch. So, um, the fact that Apple, okay. I was saying that that, that if you, if you want to argue that, that Apple Apple is so slow to market that they're they're losing opportunity. That's that's a fine argument to make. Again, historically, it's probably not a position I'd want to stake out, but that's fine. But to say that Apple is falling behind in indust- any industry that Apple has not announced its plans, that is a fool's errand. And we've been seeing it since Steve Jobs came back to Apple and died. He since has died. It's and it's what is what has it been? It's been eleven Wait, years what? since it's been eleven years since Steve Jobs died. So in the you know in the the fourteen years that he was running Apple, what was it? Right, ninety eight, and he died in twenty eleven. It's about fourteen years, and it's been eleven years uh, coming up. That we're, I guess we're in the twelfth year of uh, uh, the anniversary of his passing. Um, or we're approaching the 12th anniversary of his passing. Like in all of that time, people that have made that argument have been shown to be wrong. So don't do it now. And yet they will continue to do it. They will continue to do it. Yeah. 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 Just so pet peeve of mine. The, the intellectual weakness of it is, is a real pet peeve of mine. When, when you looped us back into it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, right. That's what the topic was. <laughs> I totally forgotten. You're welcome. Maybe. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Let's thanks. go with that. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Jeff, I feel like that's a natural breaking point. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we're so broken. Yeah. It's a natural breaking point. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then let me uh, let me do that one thing where I do this. And then I'll say that is this week's Apple. Ooh. 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 i was really taken back apparently that is this week's context machine this week it actually was all about apple slow horses and you know all this other stuff if you have anything to comment on add or question you can uh, write us at contextmachine.io our bandwidth is provided by cashfly bass was recorded by dr boom just for us. Dr. Boom. Dr. Boom, yo. And uh, Jeff, uh, thanks, man. Oh, uh, where, where are you? You're in the socials, right? I am on the socials. Yeah. Uh, much like you, you can find me on uh, Mastodon, um, <laughs> Instagram, or whatever. I, I'm Jay Gamut. I'm basically everything. Yeah, but you're wrong. They cannot find me at Jay Gamut. Well, they can find you. They just won't see anything happening. No. <laughs> No, but I'm not at Jay Gammon. I'm at Geek Tales. Oh, right. I good, screwed that up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good effort to try to like get all my super fans in for, for okay, whatever, Jeff. Hey, hey, super fans of mine, go check out Geek Tales on Instagram. <laughs> okay, granted, Brian hasn't posted anything there recently. But he's a really good photographer, so you're going to see some good art. Thank you, Jeff. I love you. I love you, too.